listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. February already. Wow, where has January gone? I don't understand it. And I'm so excited. This is our family. This is our love month. And Kelly and I were kind of laughing about it coming to church. Here we are standing up today talking about marriage, talking about family and and love. And we forget one of our kids at home. True story, left one of our kids at home. We're 10 minutes on the way to church and realized that one of our six is not with us. And um, so we just, you know, we have problems in our house, just like everyone else. We, we mess up. We're learning too. And um, thank God for cell phones. And, and um, they were able to contact us. Because you see what normally happens is they normally go with their siblings early. And, and we just, well, make all excuses. We left a kid today. And uh, maybe you can relate to that. But we're so excited this month to be talking about the vow. The vow. Just as we look at the fact of we believe every person, every home, every marriage is not, doesn't have to be a statistic. Doesn't have to be a statistic in what the world presents it to be. And I know the tendency that we have in this month is for some people to turn around and say, man, I'm not coming back because I'm not married. I don't want to be married. I've gone through a rough divorce. I'm... Listen, this series will touch on the importance and things about marriage, but it's not all about marriage. This series is about discovering true love and discovering true love through true relationship. And we're going to be talking much about that today because we just want you to be the person. Come on, say with me, be the person. Be the person. Before you're married, you need to be the person. There's a lot of people praying for the right person instead of praying to be the right person. Come on now. There's a lot of people who are praying for the right person to come, but forgetting that they need to be the right person when that person comes. So before we need to be the right person in marriage... We need to be the right person. And maybe some of you are back before again, you know, and we're not going to look at it like you're after and that things have failed and it's not what you thought it was going to be. Come on, we're just going to believe again that you can be the person that God wants you to be. And we took the word the vow. And here's my definition, okay, of what I believe a vow is. I didn't look this up in the dictionary. This is just my definition. Are you ready? It's a heart commitment exercised by your mouth and your actions. It's a commitment of your heart, a commitment that you make. Come on, a decision that you make followed by the choices every day. Come on, people say love's a choice. Maybe it's not a choice. Love needs to be a decision that you make. Because some days you can choose not to feel love. You can choose not to be in love. Love is a decision that you and I need to make. A vow is what? A heart commitment, a decision that I make that I will follow up, that is exercised out by the words that I say and by the way or the actions of my life. So what is a vow? It's the pathway that I intend for my life, for my relationship, for my marriage to follow. And we don't want to be a statistic. What do I mean by we don't want to be a statistic? We're going to discover that statistics are against us in marriage. Statistics are not good when it comes to marriage. But you know what statistics are? They're the way that the world measures something. And I just want to come and from the beginning, I want to say, I don't believe the world should write the end of our story. 
Come on, I don't believe the world should have a say in where our future is and where our marriage is and where our family is. Come on, and we're not going to be a statistic. Come on, we're going to be part of God's word. And we're going to be the people that God wants us to be. So again, don't shut off. I know this may be hard for some of you. Maybe right now you're going through a painful time in your life, in relationship. You have a broken heart. You have a heavy heart. Maybe you're saying, I'll never love again, and I've built up walls. Remember, walls built up for protection from your side sure look like a prison from our side. So watch that you don't allow the protection to become a prison that hems you in from receiving because you build up walls so you will never get hurt again, but those same walls stop love coming in too. They'll stop anything from coming through. And we've got to be prepared to tear down those walls so God can speak. And that's what I want us to do this month. I want us just to tear down all the walls of disappointments, maybe expectations. All those things, just tear them down and just come before God and say, God, would you speak to me afresh? God, would you really just quicken my heart afresh? God, I want to make a fresh vow. God, I want to make a fresh dedication. I want to make a fresh commitment. So whether you're young, this is for you. Come on, whether you're old, you can still learn some things. Come on, you can teach an old dog some new tricks. Amen. And we're going to try and do that through this month because God's word is living and alive. Whatever age you're at, whether you're married or you're single, this is for you. Whether you're divorced and you've been hurt, this is for you. If you maybe never intend to ever get married, this is still about you because we're going to talk about principles from God's word. Would you pray with me today? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every person in this place. God, yes, we speak to marriages, we speak to families, but God, we speak to individuals right now. Because God, marriage takes two individuals to come together to be one. And God, we just pray, God, that each and every heart in here, God, would realize the vow that we need to make. And God, our vow needs to sound something like this, to have and to hold from this day forward and forevermore. But God, before we can hold, we've got to have it. And God, I pray that you would, through this month, just renew us, re-give to us, God, the life, the love, the purpose, the direction that we need in our lives, that we can have it so we can hold on to it. And we can see a happily ever after that we can love and cherish, that we can be complete till death do us part. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Every young girl has a dream. Every young girl has a dream about that special day. They have it all, just even as a child, they have it all mapped out in their mind exactly how that day is going to go, how the man of their dreams is just going to ride in and just sweep them off their feet, how they're going to be totally in love with each other. There's going to be no harsh words. There's going to be no disagreements. He's just going to do everything that I want him to do. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, and kids, they are just going to be so well behaved. They're not going to be naughty. They're not going to be bad. The teachers are never going to call and say, I have your son in the office. Wrong kid. That's not my kid because my children will be Angels from heaven graced here to this earth. I'm going to have a beautiful house. It's going to be a white picket fence. Or let's bring it up. Come on, a condo by the beach or by the lake. Everything is going to be perfect. We're going to be together. Everything in its place. And we're going to live happily ever after. That's every girl's dream. You know what every guy's dream is? Just to bust up on a girl's dream. Come on, that's the guy's dream. I want to be a part of that. And don't shoot me down, but here's the guy's dream too. As long as it's got sex in it, we're okay. Come on, come on. We're just going to go to some places through this course. Come on, and with guys too, it's not just sex, but often, thank you very much. It's good. You see the differences in the makeup, that they have it all lined out where a guy just wants to invade and just jump in right there, and he just wants to whoa, and just be all that. But isn't it amazing with all of our dreams and all of our fantasies, our expectations, things that sometimes we forget the small details. We like the details of the perfect kids, but we forget the details of the weight gain in the pregnancy. Come on, we forget the details of the stretch marks. Come on now. 
We forget the details of perhaps C-sections. We forget the details of the fact that we're not going to be home at four o'clock each and every day and looking in each other's arms, but we're going to have to work late sometimes and we're going to get sick and there's going to be problems and there's going to be struggles, that it's not all going to be a perfect, perfect dream. I wonder today if you're still dreaming or whether the reality has set in for you. Is your marriage what you expected it to be? The truth is this, as I said, we all carry expectations into marriage. We carry expectations into life, period. Not wrong. We all have those expectations and we imagine what it might be like constructing all the ideal circumstances. Then our reality doesn't even come close. And the problem is this, there's a gap between what we expect and what we receive, and that gap is called frustration. Come on, anyone know about frustration? Come on, this is what I expect, this is my dream, this is what I planned for, this is what I hoped for. The reality may be similar, but it's not the same. Causing in the middle the step of frustration. Frustration is when my expectations fall short of my reality. So what happens? When I'm living frustrated, I tend then to lower my expectations. Are you with me today? If it's not the reality, I begin to lower my expectations, accepting less. But as a result of accepting less, I'm really accepting the fact that I'm going to be unhappy forever. We don't want people to lower their expectations. We don't want people to say, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to be. If that's what you're getting from this series, then we have failed you. We want people here to say, this is not as good as it's going to be. Why? Because I'm going to be the best that I can be. And I'm going to up my game and I'm going to make a difference in this circumstance and this situation. You see, don't ever lower your expectations. But yet, I will say this, set realistic goals. Because sometimes when we look at things, we set unrealistic goals that no matter who it is, they can never achieve the levels that we expect in our lives. But in what? Setting realistic goals. I really believe that we need to lift the bar too. What's the old saying out there? If it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, come on, if it looks like a duck, come on, look at your neighbor and say... It's a duck. It's a duck. How many times are we arguing it's not a duck? May look like a duck, may sound like a duck, may walk like a duck, but it's a chicken. Come on, we're arguing out these things. And the reality of the frustrations can cause us to have a wrong image, a wrong conclusion on situations. And here's one of the greatest truths I believe that we can discover when it comes to love, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to forever together. And that is this. Are you ready? We are all imperfect human beings. Come on, knock knock your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Come on, he's talking to you. We are all imperfect. Come on, meaning what? What does that mean? We're not going to do everything right all of the time. In fact, we're probably going to be very disappointing at times in our lives. And other truths that we need to realize is this. Are you ready? Everyone uses the bathroom. Everyone has morning breath. Come on, help me out in here. Come on. Come on. Everyone is not always kind all the time. Everyone doesn't always say the right things all the time. Come on. Everyone can lose their temper from time to time. Everyone can raise their voice a little bit. Don't shout at me. I'm not shouting. Yes, you are. No, you want to hear shouting. Hear shouting. But you've raised your voice. You're speaking to me in a different. Everyone is capable of saying hurtful things. Why is that? Because there's a sin nature inside of each and every one of us. And you see, the reality is this, that we are imperfect in our lives. We will have times when we don't meet the standards and we very well fall short. In fact, the Bible says in our whole lives period, for all have sinned and fallen way short of the glory of God. We're going to miss the mark many times in each one of our lives. 
And none of us are perfect. And maybe some of you sitting here right now, you know that all too well. Definitely aren't perfect because you're living in the hurt and the rejection right now and possibly maybe even the divorce that you're facing. Or you know someone who's going through that. And you see the hurt, you see the pain, you see the questions and and it causes you to question and it causes you to ask things like this. Is a good marriage even possible anymore? Let alone a great one. I mean, is a good one. Why would I even want to get married if that's what it's all going to be? I want to answer that question. Is a good marriage, a great marriage possible today? And I want to answer with this word. Yes. A wholehearted yes. I truly believe that to be. Look what the scripture says in Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 through 8. This is one of the passages that Jesus uses when it comes to marriage and and two becoming one. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he who made them in the beginning made them male and female? That's a problem right from the beginning, amen? It means he made us different. Come on, what is it? Men are from Venus, women are from Mars, whichever way around. We're from different planets many times. But notice who was the one that made us that way? God. Does God make any mistakes? Does God make everything perfect? Come on, help me out. Does God have a plan in everything he does? So you are part of that plan. To be different is part of God's plan because differences complement. Differences validate. Differences help each other. So we're made male and female. and, And Jesus says to them, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, leave and cleave, and to be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but they are one. Look at the next verse. It says this, Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. Come on. The world wants to separate that which God has joined together. We want to see a new joining, not a greater separation. We want to see people make a vow of commitment to their lives, to their marriages, to their homes, to their future. And then they said to Jesus, why then did Moses... Notice this is just how the world is. This is the nature of the world. Instead of accepting the word of God, it always wants to question. Come on, it always has another question. It's always, have you ever sat down and talked with someone about God? Most of the time, they never just receive it. They just want to say things like, well, if God's really a God of love, then why does he lack? The world wants to question because through questioning, it wants to discredit what God says. The world, the enemy, wants to discredit what God has said. What is that? That you are something as a married couple, something beautiful to God, and the enemy wants to destroy that and to take that. So they're coming back and saying, but why then did Moses say you could have a divorce and put him away? And notice what Jesus' response to him. He says, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts. What's the greatest problem we face in life? The hardening of our hearts. That we get cold and indifferent to not only each other, but just to life, period. And then we take ourselves not even out of the marriage equation, but even before we're in a marriage. We're not marriage material anymore. Why? Because we have a wrong heart. And a wrong heart is not going to take you in the places that you want to go. Hardness of your heart permitted you. But notice the last few words. But, I love this, Jesus always wants to have the last say doesn't matter what you're going to question and what you're going to say. Notice what he says, but from the beginning. Meaning what? When I orchestrated, when I created, when I made marriage. Here's what he said, I made it for life. Because he said from the beginning it was not so. It was not so. What is the vow? The vow is that we're not going to fall victim to something that the world has made marriage to become. That is not what God said so to. Come on now. It's not what God says marriage is. From the beginning, according to the original design, what? It shouldn't be like that. What? It shouldn't be in divorce. It shouldn't be unrest. There shouldn't be separation. There shouldn't be problems. And here's another reason why I believe the answer is yes, it's possible for having a great marriage. Not just because of God's word. And that should be enough for us. But I believe the answer is yes because of this. Are you ready? Because you are the answer. Because you are 
the answer. God has called you to be the answer, not the problem. Too many of us are the problem and not the answer. And we need to turn that around. Oh, well, my husband's the problem. No, we're not talking about your husband today. We're talking about you. Come on. It's not about anyone else. It's about you today. God has called you to be the answer. And there's something very important about an answer. And that is this. Are you ready? An answer solves a problem. Come on. You can have a math question and you need the answer to do what? To solve the problem. If you've got a problem, you need to be the answer. Because an answer solves the problem and we need the right answer to get the greatest and the right results. If you're not having the right results in your marriage, come on, don't be the problem. Be the answer. Be what God needs you to be. Oh, there's a lot of problems out there. You know, there's a lot of things called life. Life is a big problem. Life happens. Life would be great if life didn't happen. It would be great if we didn't have to get up every morning and go to work. It'd be great if we didn't have any bills. Do I hear an amen in the house? It'd be great if our kids were always well behaved and did everything that we told them. Well, it'd be great if we never got sick. It'd be great if we always loved each other. We were best friends. Wow, life would be great, but life happens. There's problems all around us. Come on, there's a cultural problem right now. The, the world is saying it's okay. If it doesn't work out, you can just watch the voices that are speaking into your life. Because again, the culture, society is not what writes your story. God's the one that needs to write your story. God's the one that needs to write your future. Come on, it's the times. That's a problem, isn't it? The times that we live in. The moment that we live in, because the moments we live in now are like this. Well, everyone's doing it. It's happening to everyone, so we're just, hmm. God has not called you to be a problem. God has called you to be the answer. Come on, the answer of what will be for your future if you're not married. God has called you to be the answer for your future. But if you are married, God has called you to be the answer to what is, what is right now. So you can see a difference in your home. And it's not an easy answer. I said it's not an easy answer. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy. It's going to take effort. It's going to take talking and a lot of it. And if you're a man, a lot of listening. It's going to take a commitment, a lifelong Commitment. Someone said this once, we don't believe in marriage, or we don't believe in divorce rather, maybe murder but not divorce. It's just a commitment that we make that, hey, we're not going to get out of this. We're going to stay in this. And you're not even likely to have a so-so marriage if you just keep doing the same things that everyone else is doing. Here's the statistic, are you ready? I was alarmed when I discovered this. Statistics say that about 50% of marriages don't make it now. 50%, almost 50% of marriages. Let me just break that down to you, ready? Almost half of marriages are not going to make it. That's an alarming stat that one out of two marriages are going to fail. That means 50 out of 100 are not going to make it. No matter how you look at it, the odds are stacked against us today. No matter how you slice it and dice it. And think about this. I want you to think about a 50-50 odd right now. 50-50 odds. Are you ready? Just say you're eating your special K or your raisin nut bran. Anyone like raisin nut bran? Good stuff. You're eating your raisin nut bran. You're watching Good Morning Whatever, America, whatever it's called. And you're watching it. And all of a sudden, there is a specialist that comes on there, an expert that says, we have recently discovered that those who will eat raisin nut bran every morning are 50% likely to develop cancer in their life that's going to be life-threatening and die. I wonder how many of you would keep eating raisin nut brown. No, you wouldn't, would you? You would push it aside. And for some of you, you'd probably skip breakfast altogether. Come on, I'll just stay away, away from that. Think about it this way, okay? If there was a report that came on that the economist said that there was going to be a crash and your bank, not any bank, but your bank was going to crash, there was a 50% chance that your bank was going down, that anyone's savings, anything that you have in that bank, 50% chance you're going to be, man, you're going to be waiting at the door of that bank for them to open. Come on, you're going to be piling in there. You're going to be saying, man, give it all to me. I'm taking it all right now. And your mattress may be a little 
a bit higher that night because you're stuffing it under the mat. You're not going to leave it there. Why? Because those odds, it's not good. The odds are not good. And now here's the reason why I'm saying this today. Please hear me. Not to make us lose hope in godly, successful marriage. But I want to show you this. If the odds are 50-50 in any area of your life that matters, notice this, what will happen. You will change your behavior. Come on, you would change your behavior. And you wouldn't just change it tomorrow. You wouldn't just change it in a week. You would change it immediately right now. Why? Because, man, I'm not going to run the risk of perhaps losing everything because 50-50 odds... Not good. Not good. And you wouldn't only change your behavior, but you would change it in such a way that you would look how you can improve your odds to find a safe solution. So here's my question today. Why take the chance with your marriage? Why take the chance with your future, your family, your life, that dream of someday, your the answer. Come on. You are the answer. You need to change. Come on, say with me, BTP. You got to be the person. Come on, you got to be the person. You got to be the person. You got to change your behavior. Your ways need to change. You need to put in the necessary work so your marriage, your family, your future is not a statistic. That one and two is going down. In, in our relationship, Kelly and I, I don't even care about one and two marriages because statistics don't even come into play in our home. Why? Because, listen, we're determined in our life that we're going to change behaviors. We're going to keep in love with each other. We're going to keep doing what we need to do. Why? Because we're going to beat this thing. Come on, we're going to see it come through because we're going to put in the work. But you see, when it comes to marriage, here's the question or the thing. Most of us, when we have a career, we've gone through a lot of school. We've gone through college. We've gone through internships. We've gone through a lot of things. And now we find ourselves in a career many years later. Isn't it amazing that a lifelong decision like marriage, many of us go in with zero or little preparation. No planning, no preparation. Just, hey, $50 on the internet, man. Let's get a marriage certificate, man. Let's go. Let's go to the clerk of courts. Let's go to the justice of the peace. Hardly any preparation that's put into our lives. I I just want to talk to all the single people. Come on, if you're single in the house, put your hand up. Come on, if you're single, keep your hand up. Everyone look around. You may see someone that you like in church. There you go. That's good. That's good. Okay, you can put your hands down. I just want to talk to all the single people here for a minute. And I pray that you're taking notes today. You need to take notes in church. You need to have a notepad. You need to get your tablets out, your smartphones. You need to be taking notes because you need this stuff. You need this stuff. Trust me, you need this stuff. So let me just talk to the single people. But all you married people, don't shut off because there's some really great truths in this that you need to hear too. And that is this. I want to talk to all the single people really quickly. And we're going to go into this in a couple of Wednesday nights. We're going to be breaking the singles from the married. We're going to be talking more in depth and answering some questions and helping you with some stuff. But I want to talk to you about how you can gear for success to meet your number two. How you can gear for success with your number two. You may say, well, hold on a second. Number two, we're going to explain that because we're going to discover who our number one needs to be. I don't want to give it away, but we're going to discover that because that's, the, that's really the answer for you being the answer is discovering who your number one is. I've given it away. I know. Um, just hold with me. Okay? So what do you do in life? When I meet that special single person with the possibility of marriage potential, what do I do? Rent a movie? The Notebook? And then celebrate. No, no. We, we just need to look at some things. And I want to help you. And I want to use the comparison. I read this from Craig Rochelle in his book, Love, Sex, and Happily Ever After. An incredible read. If you haven't read that yet, it's an incredible read. And I recommend that to you. But he compares the dating or gearing up like the five speed of a car, the stick shift of a car, the five gears. And he looks at the gears, and here's what he says. This is his statement. He says, it's a simple picture, I know. But when you are fogged by feelings and fantasies, come on, when you're caught up in the passion of the moment, simple is genius. Simple is the best. So here's what he says. Are you ready? Here's the first gear. 
in relationships and dating. And the first gear is this, that no M or L words are permitted. What is that? You don't talk about marriage. You don't talk about love. It's during this time in your relationship, the goal is this, to develop a friendship. But in developing that friendship, watch out for spending vast quantities of time together, even by text or by phone, social media, anything. Watch that you're not so totally consumed with them that you lose sight of other friendships and just life, period. Come on, when you're going out, participate in group activities. Avoid solitude because that's when problems begin to happen, when you're on your own. And here's a great prayer for you during this time. Are you ready? Psalms 25, verse 4 and 5. It says, show me your way, O Lord. Goodness me, if we would just pray that prayer in our lives. Just think of the different results. God, show me your way. Notice this. Don't validate my way, God. Show me your way. Come on, a lot of us say, God, I'm going this way and I just want you to bless it. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Boom and go. And you don't even let God speak. What about saying, God, show me your way, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. What is salvation? It's not just for today. It's for your future. So what is he saying? You're my God of today, but you're the God of my future too. And on you, I wait all day. I don't push you aside because now I'm talking to someone else. God, I look to you. I trust you with my life. So start real slow. Gear one is real slow. Limit your interaction. Look at this. I love this statement. You ready? Don't allow your level of intimacy to race ahead of your level of commitment. Isn't that cool? Don't allow intimacy to race ahead of commitment. Develop a friendship with no benefits. Come on, it's just a friendship. And I'm telling you right now, gear number one is the most important gear and the most important season of any relationship. It's the most important. Developing and building a friendship without physical intimacy and connection. Second gear is this. If it's still going good, if, you, if you're liking what you're seeing by the interaction that you're having in step one, then process or progress into gear number two. And if it's a good thing, keep going. If it's a God thing, definitely keep going. Spend a little more time, but continue to guard your heart. Watch out for the L and M words. Just keep them out. Don't worry about marriage and love yet. There's plenty of time for that. And here's the scripture that you need during this time. Are you ready? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Then I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge God. And the promise is what? God, I trust that you shall direct my path. In this gear, you know, there's still no physical contact. It's second gear, not second base. Notice that. If you didn't get that, that's fine. But I'm just saying it's second gear, not second base. What the world wants to say. So stay away from physical contact. The goal is still to build a wholesome, godly relationship. And it's during this time that you need to ask some questions. And again, we're going to go into more depth with this. But here's some of the questions that you need to ask. And and be real about the answers. Because sometimes we ask questions, but we don't like the answers. So we push it aside and we fabricate our own answer. You've got to start asking questions like this. Are they a spiritual leader? Come on. Are they going to be a spiritual leader? I mean, do they have a relationship with God? We're not saying that we hope they are, because if they don't have it now, you're in a now relationship. You're not planning for five years. Come on, you're in it right now. So you need them to be showing qualities of loving God, loving church, being in the house. Come on, are they a spiritual leader? Do they have a relationship? Come on, look at this. Do they have a good character? Uh, are they trustworthy? Are they true? Oh, well, they can change. No, they probably will change. Yeah, you're right. They probably will change the other way. Come on. You don't just build a character overnight. Character is something that you really have or you don't have. And, and God needs... So look at those things. Come on. Do they have the right friends and the family relation? You can tell a lot of people about people by the company they keep. Look at the people. Oh, well, they're just trying to help us. If you're trying to justify every step and every flag's going up, run for your life, please. Come on, you, 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 you're already too far into this. Come on, get out. Look at this one. Are you ready? Look at their work ethic. Do they work? 
Do they have a desire? Do they sleep all the time? Well, they're just going to, one day they're going to take care of, if they're not taking care of themselves. Marriage is not a magic wand that all of a sudden financial things fall into place. If you're not financially stable, if you don't have it together before you're married, it's going to be worse when you're married. Why? Because you're not just dealing with one person now, you've got two people's problems. Come on, you're looking at me crazy, I'm telling you the truth. Look if they're responsible. It's really good here. Are they responsible? Financially, are they responsible? Are they trustworthy? You know a good thing to look at too is, are they just sober? Come on, sometimes you've got to spell it. Oh, well, they're just in recovery right now and they're going to be... Listen, let them recover on their own. And then if they do recover, let them come and find you. Come on, don't mess with your future. And I'm not being unkind to anyone, but you need to ask the questions that's going to get you where you need to go because it's going to save you a lot of heartache along the way. You see, so many people want to go to the junkyard and find a fixer-upper and think I can make them look good. The reason they're on a junkyard is because they're a piece of junk and they don't run. Again, not being unkind, and I'm sorry if that kind of defines your relationship, your boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm sorry if that's the picture of them, not being unkind. But I love you enough as a pastor to say to you, they may be the person for you, but they're not the person right now. Because God needs to change them, so what? You aren't called to change them. Come on, we're not called to change people. God has to change people. God's called us to change our hearts, but we've got to let God do the rest can't believe you call them a piece of junk. Hey, if it walks like a duck. It's not a chicken. Look at your neighbor. He says, it's not a chicken. Maybe an ugly duckling. Not a chicken. So if things, if the questions are coming right, then move into the next gear. What's the next gear? Third gear. In the third gear, you can begin to talk about the M and the L words. You can begin to discuss the possibilities of a future together and a life together. But here, in this area, you've got to really keep a check because here's the weakness, here's the problem. You've got to watch the physical. You've got to watch the physical because when all your boxes have been checked, it's so easy to say, this is my soulmate, and step into something that God never intended to happen before marriage. You see, there's two ways that we can do things. Are you ready? It's either God's way or your way. There's no ifs or buts. It's either God's way, and God's way is this. You abstain until you're married. That's where the blessing comes. Or what the world says, yeah, well, the world does say that, but look at the results that the world has produced, and at best, 50% of marriages are making it. Come on, we don't want those odds, and what are we doing? We're changing our behavior, and that's one of the most important behavioral changes that we need to make. I'm telling you right now, if sex was not involved, I would say 60% of relationships would probably never be married in the way that they were, because it throws it into a heightened place that it has no business to be. You see, as the emotional attraction intensifies, so will the physical. Come on, let's just be real. As you are more attracted, and this is the person, the the, the temptation is going to be there for the physical. You've got to watch for that. You see, in gears one and two, your responsibility is to guard your heart. You're just setting the right goals and you're doing those things. But you see, in gear three, you're beginning to expose your heart a little bit and you're beginning to let them in. And it's during this time that you expose your heart, but you need to guard your sexual integrity. You need to guard your sexual... Kelly and I are so proud of the fact that um, six years ago we were able to be married. In a society, in a culture, in a change that says that, hey, everyone's doing... I want to tell you right now, Kelly and I were virgins with each other when we got married. And you may say, oh, look at you. No, 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 not look at me. Look at God. It was so important for us. Why? Because we wanted to set the example for our children and saying, what? In this day and age, it is possible to still do those things. And come on, that's where we need to be in our lives. You've got to guard, though, because here's where the temptation, there was the struggles, was the times. Yes, there was. But that's why we said and we told each other beforehand, this is the line. This is where we're going to be. And we're going to keep each other in check with that. And we helped each other with that. So then there's the fourth gear. Fourth gear could be engagement. You pop the question and and you produce the goods. Congratulations to Kay and her beautiful fiancé. They just got popped the question Friday, was it? Congratulations. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He did good too. He popped the question. Where did he pop the question? He popped the question on a lot that he's bought for them to build their house for their future on. And he popped the question and said, hey, I want you to be a part of my future. This is when we're going to build our lives. This is where we're going to build our home. And this is where we're going to build our family. Come on, say good job. Good job. Good job. He's a keeper. 
He's a keeper. He looks like a duck and he's good. He's good. But remember this. Here's the deal, though. When you get an engagement, we can just get in la-la land and we can get in fantasy land. Remember this. And I read this and I thought, how cool is this? The number one priority is not to plan your wedding, but to plan your marriage. Think about that. A wedding is something that's over in an hour. But a marriage is forever. People put all their effort into planning a wedding and they forget a life, a marriage, a forever together. And I'm telling you, in the fourth gear, even if they've popped the question, even if there's a ring on your finger, there's not a round one still on there. There may be a rock on there, but there's not a round one. What does it mean? It is still not too late if there are warning signs and things that you haven't heeded before to walk away. Come on, you need to walk away because it's much less painful to break an engagement than to endure years in a bad marriage and ultimately end in divorce or separation. Come on, and during this time in fourth gear, here's where you need to be. You're doing this through this too, but you need to, as a couple, really be sitting down and seeking godly counsel and really asking for wisdom. You need to keep your eyes open. You need to be involved in our Married for Life classes and a part of what God is doing. Come on, fifth gear, you ready? That's marriage, that's overdrive. And only it's possible, I believe, to get here if one, two, three, and four have been implemented properly and the right relationship has been laid. Because if you didn't do that, maybe you're here today and you say, man, I didn't do that. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's too late to repeat because you can't get unmarried. And you can't say, well, let's just go back to date and let's pretend we don't have kids. Let's pretend we don't have a house together. Let's pretend we don't. We, we can't repeat. But you know what? You can start again. You can start again. And we're not talking about cashing them in for a new model. We're talking about wiping the slate clean and saying we maybe did it wrong, but from this day forward, we can make it right. You see, we're helping you, yes, in marriage, but to prepare for marriage, we're helping you in life period. You see, the reality is this, the past doesn't matter. In the Word of God, the past doesn't matter when it's been given to God. Because God takes our past and gives us a a future. You know the problems that we have in marriage and relationships is our past because it keeps wanting to rear its ugly head into our present and into our future. Oh, maybe they hurt you. Maybe they harmed you. Maybe they did things wrong. But we've got to be willing to get to a place where we say, you know what, I forgive you. I'm willing to give it another chance so we can move on. You'll never move on if you can't move beyond that. Yes, there's a lot of things that we wish we could redo. There's a lot of hurts and pains. There's a lot of um, regrets that we have. But look what it says in Lamentations. I love that we can go to God's word. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Come on, God doesn't write us off. Come on, his compassion towards us doesn't fail. And why is that? Because he wants us to live in that every day to be compassionate and loving and giving to those around. So you've got to draw the line at today. Be the person from now. And remember, true commitment is based on decisions, not feelings or choices. Don't be a statistic. Come on, I've got to bring this to a close today. And here's the most important thing. Are you ready? Here's the most important thing. If I'm going to be the answer, if you're going to be the answer for your marriage today, for your marriage tomorrow, whenever it may be, if you're going to be TP, if you're going to be the person, here's where it comes to. Are you ready? You've got to build the right relationship. You've got to build the right relationship. What are you talking about? You've got to seek God. Come on, you've got to seek God. Look what it says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8. It says, Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. For anyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And him who knocks, it will be opened. You know the key to all of that is not just asking. The key to all of that is not just knocking. Really the key to it all is this, is seeking. And seeking, not giving up, not being discouraged, but keep persevering. Come on, the secret for life. If you want a secret for your marriage, if you want a secret for your finances, if you want a secret for just happiness, period, that's the answer. Seek God. Long after God. Long for more of God. Put Him before anything else. Because so many people say, if only I could just find my one, if I could only find them, then my life. Listen, He's your one. He's your one. They're your two. Because in the word of God, we're going to see that order matters. But he's your 
one. I know I've talked about this, but proper order matters in order to see sustained results. Look what it says in Matthew 22, verse 36 through 39. Someone comes to Jesus and says to him, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus, what is the priority of my life? What do I need to focus on the greatest in my life? What does Jesus say to him? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. What does he say is the most important thing for your life? It's not your career. It's not your future. It's it's God. It's a relationship with God. What does he say? This is the first and the greatest commandment. And he goes on and says, and the second is like it. You shall love your Neighbor, love other people as yourself. What's the greatest commandment? What is the one thing that we need to focus on? What will bring the greatest reward for my life? Come on, Jesus reminds him of the priority that most of us forget. Or we just don't know, period. Come on, it begins and it ends at relationship. Come on, it begins with a relationship with Jesus, but it ends if there's no relationship. Come on, we need Jesus to live today. Never mind marriage and family. We just need Jesus to live every moment of every day. But come on, Jesus. Jesus in our hearts being the answer for our lives will be the answer for our futures and for our marriage and our home. Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first. You said it, not me. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, his righteousness, his way of doing things. And all these things, what a happy future, a happy marriage, blessed kids, a blessed home. All these things will be added. Come on, notice it's not a suggestion. And neither does it just stop when you become a Christian. Well, I've given my life to Christ. You've got to keep seeking. You've got to keep knocking. You've got to keep asking. You've got to keep believing. And what did we read in Matthew 22, verse 39? It says this, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor. That's a problem right there. I, I said that's a problem right there because it's hard to love someone when you don't love yourself. Jesus said you've got to love them like you love yourself. That's the problem. We, we are loving people like we don't love ourselves. Come on, anyone with me in the house? We're loving people like we don't care about ourselves because we've got little value or love for our lives. Jesus says you've got to love someone like you love yourself. And only when God is in the rightful place can you move beyond commandment one. And to be able to start loving someone else. Did you catch that? You've got to have him where he needs to be. Because when he is where he needs to be, he is love. And what does love do? Love breeds love. Love breathes love. Love brings love to your life. First John 4.19, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. How do we love? First through him. Now we love. Through a relationship with God. As You love yourself. You only love yourself through him. Come on, here's the the vision of our church. Are you ready? The vision of our church is life starts, salvation, but then love happens. Why? Because you experience the love of Jesus and then you begin to love other people and there's a change that takes place and then your purpose is revealed. Do you see that? It starts through what relationship with God and then there's a change in you. Then you become the answer. You are the solution and not the problem. You've got to receive his love before you can give love. You've got to receive his love. Oh, but others would think I'm weird. Others would think I'm crazy. Don't ever apologize for having higher morals than other people around you. Don't ever be ashamed of the fact that you now have a generous spirit that you want to give, that you want to serve, that you want to help. You're still not perfect. We understand that. But you're being perfected through a process as he is working in your life and changing you. And that process is called relationship. John 10, verse 4, last scripture, and then I'm going to close. He brings out his own sheep and he goes before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. If you don't know the voice of God, you're not going to follow him. And I'm telling you, the voice that you are around and you are a part of the most is the voice that you're going to know. Close your eyes right now, every one of you. Are you ready? Someone's going to speak right now, and I want you to see if you can identify whose voice this is. Are you ready? Every eye closed. Hello? Can you hear me? Open your eyes. Whose voice is that? That's me. Why? Because you've been listening to my voice. 
It's not a trick. It was me. Because you know my voice. Because I've been... See what I'm saying? You wouldn't have said that was Abraham. You wouldn't have said that was Arnold. You wouldn't have said that was Kayla. You wouldn't have said that was Kelly. Why? Because you know my voice. Because you've listened to the voice. You've got to know the voice of God. You will never know the voice of God if you're not in relationship. You and I have got to live by the numbers, okay? We're not going to live by the stats. We're going to live by numbers. Here's the difference. Are you ready? Living by the numbers is this. Number one, God. And number two, others. Come on, number one is God. And then number two is our spouse and on for that. Come on, if we're going to be the person, you've got to make sure that he's your one and not just on a Sunday. And on an occasional Wednesday, if you feel like showing up for church midweek, come on. He's got to be your one each and every day. And remember this, you're far more likely to have a marriage God intended when he's the one directing your life. Because the more you become like him, the better prepared you'll be to give and receive his love to others around. Have you met your one yet? Have you? He has to be your one so you can be the one. Come on, he has to be your one so you can be the one, be the person. You can be the answer. Come on, I'm tired of being the problem. I'm tired of the solution never coming because why the answer is needed for the solution to the problem. Come on, you are the answer. A relationship with God makes you the answer for your future marriage, for your marriage where you're at right now. Oh, Pastor Philip, I thought you were going to give us... I have given you the truths. Come on, a vow is what? It's a heart commitment. It's a decision that you made. God, you're my number one. I'm going to follow after you. And then your mouth and your actions are going to be completely different. Because when you're the difference... And your behavior changes. Everything changes. Come on, everything. Well, I wish they would change. You change. And they automatically change. Oh, God still needs to deal with them, but you can't change them. But you can allow frustration and guilt and pain to stop the change in you. Come on, 50-50 odds are not good. I'm not living by the stats. I'm living by the numbers. Come on, God first. And then it's seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Stand to your feet. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.